Welcome to the Babble Room, the podcast where we babble on about the things that fascinate us and hopefully fascinate you too. Hi everyone, welcome back to series two of the Babble Room. Welcome back! <laughs> so as you can hear, I am joined with Emily. Hello! <laughs> How are you doing? How was your break? It was so good. Time off is... Um is magical time off we were finally allowed to see family again so that's always fun good homemade food Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lots of wine that's always great yeah (laughs) so we are so happy that you decided to join us again for our second series of this little passion project of ours and this season we'll be talking about a lot of different things but from my side i'll be tackling some badass women from history that you might not have heard of some of them you will have some of them you won't so i'm really excited to see which ones you recognized and we're starting this series off with a topic that you chose in our instagram poll so thank you so much for voting thanks for voting guys we um might do other polls as well in the future to know what your preference are regarding our subjects Exactly. We are always excited to get you guys involved. Speaking of getting you guys involved, did you know that you can now rate us on Spotify? So if you want to mosey on over and give us five stars, we definitely wouldn't say no. Yes. Rate us, please. As you guys saw, today we will be talking about the Pirate Queen of Ireland, Grace O'Malley. Have you heard of her before? Um... Yeah, kind of. I've seen I've seen books about her. Well, I mean, like mm-hmm. it wasn't or, like her name wasn't mentioned, but I I saw books like titled "The Pirate Queen," so I'm mm-hmm. guessing that it's uh, related. Yeah. So when I was researching this episode, there's a few things that kept popping up, and like there's a lot of really cool, badass women pirates throughout history, and a lot of them have a lot of research done on them, and obviously this is. This is one of them, but the other ones that I was considering doing uh, were Jeanne de Clisson, the Lion of Brittany, who decides Ooh. to turn to pirating after uh, she has a, a series of bad husbands, which is always fascinating. Fair and enough. And then there were uh, Mary and Annie, who were parrots in the Caribbean. You've probably heard of. Oh. But that might be a topic for a later day. Who knows? Today we are concentrating... Yeah on Grace O'Malley, the Pirate Queen of Ireland. And before we get into it, I do want to mention that most of the names that I was researching and that I'll be mentioning are in their anglicized form. I do not speak Irish. (laughs) I cannot try to read Irish because it is all consonants and they're all pronounced differently. Mm -hmm. So, please be gentle. (laughs) We're going into it. Grace O'Malley. Known under her Irish name as Grania O'Malley. And O'Malley is spelled O-M-A-I-L-L-E. Yeah. In the Irish pronunciation. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to say O'Malley. So she was born uh, in the west of Ireland. She was described by Irish historian and novelist Anne Chambers as 
A fearless leader by land and by sea, a political pragmatist and politician, a ruthless plunderer, a mercenary, a rebel, a shrewd and able negotiator, the protective matriarch of her family and tribe, a genuine inheritor of the mother, goddess, and warrior queen attributes of her remote ancestors. But above all else, she emerges as a woman who broke the mold and thereby played a unique role in history, end quote. That's a lot to live up to. Yeah, she's... She's a badass woman of history. <laughs> her story. <laughs> exactly, her story. I'm changing the yeah. narrative a little bit. <laughs> O'Malley was born in Ireland around 1530, which is when Henry VIII was on the throne of England. Mm-hmm. Do you know Henry VIII? Um, yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Henry VIII and his six wives? Oh, okay, that one. That one. No, I know, a, you know, I just, I know a lot of Henrys, but... <laughs> I mean, there's Henrys everywhere. French and English history—they're all it's Henrys. It's just like it's—it's it's, um, yeah. They're really hard to um, to differentiate all yes. of them. Yes, Henry VIII is usually like the big one because of all of his wives and splitting from the Church of England. But then his dad was also Henry. But like, yes. but then in France you get all the other Henrys. Henry spelled with an I in French and with a Y in English. Mm-hmm. So. Henri. Henri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. So the O'Malley dynasty was one of the seafaring families of Ireland, and they built a row of castles facing the sea to protect their territory. So they were very, very apt in the sea. Grace had a paternal half-brother called Donald. Do you want to guess how that's spelled? Um, with a lot of consonants, I would say. It's not too bad. It's D O. With an accent, N A L, but it's pronounced. What kind of, okay. It's an accent. It's an accent. I get off. It's an accent. <laughs> you, it's an accent. You on the O. I don't know how to say that in English. It's a. <laughs> it's just like what kind of accent? It's a right-facing dash on top of the O. Okay, I see. So it's so Donald. Donald. I don't know. Donald. So it's Donald. So, like I said, we're usually we're using the English pronunciation. Um, and although she did have a half-brother, and typically this is the time where sons would inherit property, Grace was considered to be the legal retainer of the family land and seafaring activities. So when her father passed away, she would inherit all of his lands, all of his titles. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So as a child, she most likely lived at her family's residence of Belclare and Clare Island, but she may have been fostered to another family under a system known as fosterage. So this was very traditional among Irish people, where they would send their children away to be educated in a different family to learn different things, come back to your own household, and then you just have all of this extra knowledge that you wouldn't have had if you had stayed there. Well, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, so it really gives you a chance. Do they still do this today? Like, is it still, like, a, a thing? I don't think so, because this was something that was done for Irish nobility, at that time. Okay. But we do know that during this time she was formally educated because we know that she spoke Latin mm. when she spoke to another badass woman from history, Queen Elizabeth I Ooh. in 1593. But we'll get to that a little later on. Exciting. There's some few interesting uh, stories from her childhood, and one of the local folklore had it that Grace, as a young girl, wanted to go on a trading expedition to Spain with her father, 
But when he told her that she couldn't go because all of her long hair would catch in the ship's ropes, she just oh. chopped off her hair mm. and embarrassed her father into taking her with him. She was oh, like, wow. I got no hair. I got no problem. Take me with you. So she went. Oh, yeah. And this... That, that's, this, that's my kind of women just like chopped her hair like I did the same when I was five actually <laughs> there you go you take your power into your own hands yeah yeah you woman piracy yes yes and then this earned her the nickname and this is how they say it well obviously this is not how they say it in Irish because I can't speak it but <laughs> if I try to read it it's grain mole what <laughs> uh-huh but it's anglicized as Granual. So granual. Nickname. Yeah, so it basically means bald or having cropped hair. Oh wow. Yeah. Because okay. Yeah, so her English name is Grace, but her Irish name is Grania. So yeah. Granual. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a So Grace nickname. without that much hair on her head. So bald <laughs> bald Grace, basically. Bald Grace. Or like very like pixie cut Grace. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's more flattering, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think back then, would you really have wanted, like, that close of a shave? Like, if you're proving a point to your dad and you're mad, you don't just chop off. Like, you can chop off your hair with scissors, but are really going in with, like, a closed shave razor and just, like, shaving your head? Nah. No, no. Infection. Tetanus. No, thank you. No, thanks. Mm -mm. So, moving on a bit in her life, uh, Grace was first married... In 1546, to another Donald, and I pr- I practice pronouncing his last name because it's complicated. It's not that it's complicated in English; I just can't pronounce it for some reason. So his name is Donald O'Flaherty, O'Flaherty, O'Flaherty. That, <laughs> that. But okay, so in English we write it O apostrophe F L A H E R T Y. In Irish. It's about 20 letters long. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. I've and seen it. No, thank you. Like, <laughs> Can you try it, please? Can you try for me? Okay, so I read it. So if I read it, it's Donald O. Flit Bertai. So it's like if you... Sounds about right. So it's F-L-A-I-T-H. Fla. <laughs> B-H-E-A-R. T-A-I-G-H. O. Flirty. Anyway, that. He was her first husband. His name is Donald. Not to be confused with her half-brother, also named Donald, because they really, really didn't have enough names back then. No, the name was very in vogue, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. God, you have to. (laughs) So, she was married to Donald in 1546, and he was the heir to the O'Flaherty title. I'm so sorry for butchering this name. So sorry. And this would have been seen as a good political match for her, because this was... The children of two very prominent chieftains getting married, continuing the line. Okay. So during this time, she became very active in Irish politics and was taught by her husband the arts of pirating. Ooh, what a cool husband. Yes, you go, Donald. Yeah, so she really went from, like, her dad who, I mean, not on the first try, but who, like, let her come with him on his adventures. She was his heir, and now she marries a man who... I mean, I don't know a lot about him. I did go too much into him, but he's okay. also kind of letting her be herself and do her thing, which is great. Did she did she choose um the man she was marrying? No. 
Okay. But oh right, right, because you said okay, no, never mind. Yeah, so it was a good that, political like, match. Shoot each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it was a love match. It could have been, but it was. Like, uh, it was definitely. Know. It was a political match, but they did end up having three kids, so they okay. they might have liked each other a little bit. Maybe I guess you have to. <laughs> yeah. So her eldest was named Owen, and they spell that E O G H A N. Owen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her second child was Maeve. They spell that M-E-A-D-H-B-H. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Maeve. Maeve. And her last son was Murrow. And they spell that M-U-R-C-H-A-D-H. Murrow. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. That does make sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. her her first son, Owen, was known to be kind and forgiving, but he was unfortunately murdered later on. <gasps> and we will come back to that because it is it does play a part in her later history. Yeah. Her daughter was said to be very much like her mother, and she married somebody nicknamed the Devil Hook, Richard <laughs> the Devil Hook Burke. And she had a lot of children, so okay, that might have been a happy match. But it was said that well, you know, it's just a name. I just, I would really love to know where he got that nickname from, and I couldn't find it. So I'm like, hmm, what did he do? Probably had yeah. a hook for a hand. Maybe that's where the stereotype comes from for pirates. That would make sense. Who knows? But what we do know is that Richard and Grace were very mm-hmm. close. Not creepy close, just like they had a good friendship. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he once saved her from dying. We don't know why, we don't know how, but we know that he saved her life. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then finally, her third child, Murrow. Uh, he was said to take after his father and really enjoyed warfare. And he would often beat his sister Maeve and refuse to listen oh. to his mother because of her sex. He was like, you're a woman, I don't have to listen to you. Which, fuck you, Murrow. Um... And there's a lot of sources that say that later in life, he actually betrayed his family and joined forces with Grace's enemy. Little shit. Right. There's always one in the family. There's always I know. One. I know. There's always one. Extended I'm family. Not, I'm, I'm really glad because I'm not the one in my family, so. That's what everybody thinks. I know. Uh, oh. What was sad about his betrayal, though, apart from the fact that, you know, he betrayed his entire family, is that uh, when Grace heard that he had betrayed them, she swore that she would never speak to him for the rest of her life. She never did, but she did insult him very often in front of some very prominent people. Oh, that's funny. So, we love a petty bitch. We do. Mm -hmm. We do. Uh, Unfortunately, by the time 1565 rolled around, her husband was murdered by a rival clan while he was hunting. Eesh. So she, like any good wife at the time, decided to take back his castle after defeating all the people that had murdered him. She was like, nah, bitch, oh. this is my castle now. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, yeah, so she was pretty ruthless. She definitely went for it. Yeah, she was just like, you know, I'm just going to do my hustle. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, her husband's been murdered. Her kids are, like, off doing, you know, living their lives. 
And she, no, because if she had not done that, she would have been kicked out. She would have had to find somewhere to live and try to find allies and kind of rebuild her life. She was like, nah, I like this castle. I'm going to stay here. Hmm. And then, because she is Grace O'Malley, she took a shipwrecked sailor as her lover. Because why not? The affair only lasted for a brief amount of time because he was killed by the McMahons of Bellevue. Once again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. McMahon? McMahon? McMahons? I don't know. (laughs) And obviously, because this is a pattern with Grace, she uh, wanted her vengeance. So she attacked the McMahon castle of Duna in Black Sod Bay and killed her lover's murderers pretty, pretty brutally. Okay. So brutally that her attack on this castle earned her the nickname... The Dark Lady of Duna. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, people should know by now that, like, you don't fuck with this bitch. <laughs> like- <laughs> Apparently they didn't, because they kept coming for her. Oh, wow. And she was because like, they wanted to test her, right? Yeah, and they were like, well, you know, at some point, somebody's going to be her. And obviously the male ego was at play here, because they were probably mm-hmm. like, well, I'm the man that will defeat her. Sure you are. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, which is really funny. She no. proved her point. <laughs> by 1566... Grace was married again, this time to Richard the Iron, Burke. And yes, he is related to her daughter's husband. Because remember, her daughter's husband is Richard, the Devil's Hook, Burke. This is Richard the Iron, Burke. Oh, okay. So I don't know how they're related. I know that Grace is... Yeah, that was my question. I I wanted to know how they were related. So Grace's husband... Richard the Iron, was the 18th Duke of McWilliam, but then her son-in-law was the 22nd Duke. So, I don't know if he's her grand, like, if he's his grandfather or Mm great-grandfather, but he's somewhere, he's somewhere in the line. Okay. And the reason that she married him, according to local legend, is that his castle was such a strategic stronghold and she absolutely wanted it for her army and her allies that she was like, if I marry him, I can go live there and it'll be mine. <laughs> yes. That's so how that's you what claim a place. And a fun thing about marriages in Ireland at this time is that something that was very common was a trial marriage. Do you want to guess what that is? Um... You um, you test your um, partner before really committing to uh, them? I mean, you're not wrong. I understand how you said it, like, with innuendos. <laughs> However, it's kind of that, but it's, it's a bit more. So, oh, okay. basically, um, you were married, quote-unquote married, And then either party was allowed to withdraw from the marriage after 12 months. So if after 12 months you're like, you know what? This isn't really working for me. You were allowed to, like, just get the fuck out and never talk to them again. Oh. That would have solved so many problems throughout history. Really clever. Yeah, it is really clever. Do you know what Grace did? No, I do not. (laughs) So... After 12 months had elapsed from the time of their marriage, Grace and her men locked her husband out of his own castle 
And she demanded a divorce by saying, I dismiss you. <laughs> wow. The badassery oh, wow. Oh, of wow. this woman. Like, you know what? I'm done with you, but I'm keeping the place. <laughs> it's mine. It's my castle. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes things work out and they did reconcile and then remain together for almost 20 years. Ooh. So she got the castle and the divorce. That's a surprising ending. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't expect that. So this really was more of a love match. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. 20 years is quite a time. That's a long time. That's a long time to be with someone. It is. Another fun little story about her time during this, uh, this marriage is that when Grace was pregnant with her fourth child, her son Theobald, do you want to guess how that's spelled? Probably not as it uh, pronounces. No, so that's T-I-O-B-O-I-D. Theobald is Theobald. Okay. So she was pregnant with her fourth child, the first child by the second husband, and she gave birth at sea. However, within an hour of giving birth, Algerian pirates ambushed and boarded her ship. So she wrapped her son in a blanket. She went on deck, rallied her crew, literally obliterated the other pirates, and then captured the other vessel. She gave birth an hour before this. I am, I am mind blown. I am completely mind blown by this woman. Mm-hmm. And oh as Lord. as we talked it. about in like previous episodes, giving birth back then was not like a walk in the park. It's still not a walk in the park today, but like, wow. she not wow. only survived childbirth, I know, and went on to defeat an attack oh. by rival pirates. But isn't she amazing? Anyway, I'm surprised I didn't hear more about her. She's more than amazing. She's yeah. She's. I don't have words without saying it without swearing so I'm just like I'm just gonna not say anything but like oh my Mm -hmm. lord she's she's incredible but she's not done not yet oh really Uh uh-huh so what else (laughs) when the chief of McWilliam died in 1580 which is uh the family that she married into uh Mm -hmm. she and her husband went into a rebellion to exert their right to succeed so they gathered up a huge army, including the elite Scottish mercenaries known as Galloglass. Okay. And forced a deal with the McWilliams to give the title to Burke. Oh. So she wanted it. She got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Grace was considered by the vast majority to kind of be the quote-unquote real power behind her husband. Like, she was the one that was pushing for this. He just kind of went along with it. And she became Lady Burke. Oh. Yeah. And there's a story from this time that says uh, that she threatened an English tax collector (laughs) and sent him running for his life, even after her husband had already agreed to pay him. She was like, we're not paying that. Oh, yeah. What is this? There you go, girl. Bye. No, No taxes for her. No, no. Unfortunately, this didn't last long because good things never last long to badass women. Right. Uh, Her husband died. In 1583. Yeah, so she was a widow again, but she took what was owed of her husband's property and one of his castles in in near of her dowry. So her dowry um, is basically what would have been given to her husband when she married him for, like, this sounds so wrong, but, like, for her upkeep costs. Okay. So, like, when he died, instead of taking that back, she just took 
a bit of his property and a castle okay. instead. And guess which castle she chose? Um, the, the, the big one? <laughs> the big one by the sea that she married her husband James, for. I just don't remember her name. The Rockfleet. It's okay. It's the Rockfleet Castle. So she went back to that one. So that's the one that she married her husband, dismissed him, divorced him, was like, haha, bitch, that's, oh, that's mine. That's pretty funny. So she went back to that one. She really, really liked it because it was very strategic. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because she's very clever, intelligent, and badass. Exactly. And, like, her ability to lead and command respect was so evident because all of her men followed her. And Mm -hmm. as I mentioned previously, the historian Anne Chambers writes that, quote, when Gaelic law spurned her as a female chieftain, O'Malley ignored the political and social obstacles placed in her path. Such was her influence and power that she became an accepted matriarch, not merely to her own followers, but of neighboring clans whose own chieftains had either died or abandoned their obligations to protect their followers. So she not only became the chieftain of her little group, she became the chieftains to many clans surrounding her because she was just so great and so amazing. Yes. But do you know who does not like the Irish? There's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't, you know what? I don't even want to take a chance at that because I'm probably going to be wrong. So the English really don't like the Irish. At least at this time. Yes, I was just like, I don't want to say it because I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, just think of it this way. The English don't like anyone, ever. Like, especially not France, but Ireland as well. They did not like them, especially at this time. Because technically... Elizabeth was Queen of Ireland, but she wasn't recognized as the Queen. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. Because, okay. once again, Grace is a fucking badass. So. Mm-hmm. The English did not like the power that Grace had over her people. So they sent Sir Richard Bingham, okay. who was made governor of Connaught in 1584. And he became her lifelong enemy. Because you can't have a story this extraordinary without having that one villain that just comes at you every Mm -hmm. turn and corner oh yeah so richard bingham is actually uh the man who murdered her first son owen and i see he is the one that her well her third son murrow uh defected to so he betrayed his family to go be with richard bingham Oh, that asshole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. He claimed that she was a, quote, nurse to all rebellions in the province in all of these 40 years. So he basically blamed her for every single bad thing that happened in Ireland. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't great. Um, so when Grace tried to retaliate against Bingham, because obviously this is what she does, she'll seek her vengeance, um, mm-hmm. she was captured, unfortunately. And at the age of 56, she was condemned to death before her son-in-law. No! Not done. Richard the Ironhook managed to persuade the... Not the Ironhook. I mix those two. Richard, the Devil's Hook, (laughs) managed to persuade the English that she was not part of any rebellion and that she should stay in his custody. Oh. And what happened is that the English agreed... And once they released her into his custody, 
they just went back home and kept going on with their shit and inciting more rebellions. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> why not? Because why not? And one of the most famous events from her life is her meeting with Elizabeth I, Queen of England. Mm. So you've heard of Elizabeth? Yes, I've heard of the Queen, yes. No, I mean, there's Queen Elizabeth II now. No, but the first, but yeah, is, no, I did. This is the first. She yeah. was the daughter of Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. Mm-hmm. She met Queen Elizabeth in 1593 mm-hmm. when her two sons, Theobald, I found in some sources that he's also nicknamed Tibbet. Okay. So, like, I don't know. I've gone by Theobald. Yeah, I mean, Tibbet is the short for Theobald. Don't, don't you know that? <laughs> don't you know? Of course. <laughs> I should have known that. <laughs> like, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Like, Dick and Richard. Same. Clearly. So, I don't really know how to refer to him, and I've used Theobald so far, so I'm just going to stick with Theobald. But if I if I slip up, it's because my notes say Theobald or Tibbet. <laughs> I can call him Tibbet, but then I'll get confused. Anyway, but I will probably do that again. Mm-hmm. Anyway, her two sons, Tibbet, Theobald, yes. and Murrow, and her half-brother Donald. Remember that first Donald from the start? Yeah. Right, so those three were captured by the English governor of Connaught, we just talked about Sir Richard Bingham, her long-life enemy. Oh. So, Grace, obviously, was not okay with the situation. She was like, nobody else can fix it. I'll fucking fix it. So she sailed to England to petition Queen Elizabeth I for their relief. hmm And Elizabeth I famously sent Grace a list of questions that she had to answer before she could meet her. And Grace, obviously, being very well-educated and, you know, being a worldly woman... Uh, answered them all and sent the letters back to Elizabeth. She then met her at Greenwich Palace. Do you think this went like a normal meeting? I would say no. No, because Grace could do things as the English shall fit. Of course not. No, of course not. Mm -hmm. So she refused to bow before Elizabeth because she didn't recognize her as the Queen of Ireland. That's number one. Okay. It's very insulting. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's also rumored that she had a dagger concealed on her person, which the guards found when they searched her and everybody in the court. So when Elizabeth withhold court, there would be her, her guards, and just like noble people just kind of lurking around Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what was happening. Uh, And it's said that the nobles were very upset, very worried because they thought that she was going to murder Elizabeth. Uh, But... Grace basically told her that she cared it for her own safety because she was a woman. So, yes. Good on you, Grace. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth just kind of went, Yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. Sure. Makes- Let her in. They didn't have taser guns in those days. <laughs> <laughs> no, they definitely did not. <laughs> but they understood. I mean, like women, they understood that like they need to protect themselves. Exactly. So, anyway, so that caused a kerfuffle. It was smoothed out and she was allowed to speak to the queen and the entire conversation was carried out in latin because grace didn't speak english and elizabeth didn't speak irish oh wow that must have been really interesting i mean they probably conjured up a demon at some point who knows we don't know too much women too much (laughs) Latin. (laughs) but after talking for a few hours they came to the agreement that elizabeth removed richard bingham 
enemy number one of Grace mm-hmm. from Ireland if Grace would stop supporting the Lord's Rebellions, like the Irish Lord's Rebellions. So, okay. if we take out your enemy, will you calm the fuck down? Hmm. She agreed. Okay. And surprisingly, it kind of worked for a bit. A bit. For a bit, yeah, that's, yeah, but, you that's know. what I, I thought. <laughs> but this time, it's not because of Grace, it's because of Elizabeth. So, she took Bingham out. But then after a while, she's like, "No, we're just gonna we're just gonna drop him back in, see what happens." Oh no! Uh, so yeah, so he was back in Ireland, and he continued to plague her until at least 1594, when his troops just started cornering her lands and just kind of boxing her in, which so fun. Hmm. But he was back, and then in on the 18th of April, 1595. She petitioned Lord Burgley. I don't know if that's the correct way to pronounce it, but at this point, I'm just going for it. <laughs> and she complained that Bingham's troops were all on her territory, and she was asking him to, like, get them to back the fuck off. Right. And she said, quote, that her sons, cousins, and followers will serve with 100 men at their own charges at sea upon the coast of Ireland, in Her Majesty's wars upon all occasions, and continue to dutifully unto Her Majesty a true and faithful subjects. So basically, mm. get them the fuck out, and we won't rebel again. That is a simple answer. That It's logical. So we don't really know what happened after this, because oh. unfortunately, this brings us to the end of her life. <gasps> no, already? I know, right? So as a pirate, O'Malley was largely written out of Irish history. So limited information exists about her life, and a lot of contemporary Irish historians were usually religious monks, and Grace was a woman, so she wasn't necessarily the one that made the history books. Mm. She was largely, largely ignored, so it makes it really difficult to kind of, A, pinpoint when she died, but also pinpoint what is real and what isn't from her story. Right. What we do know is that she most likely died at Rockfleet Castle, her favorite castle, around 1603, which was the same year as Elizabeth's death, coincidentally. And she is believed to be buried in Clare Island Abbey, which was her family's burial place. Okay. And um, what was the cause of her death? We don't know. We don't know? Okay. No. But I mean, at this point, she was born in 1530 in 1530 if i'm not yeah so she was born around 1530 died in 1603 so she was like she was 73 like that's that's pretty old for that time so so she 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 kind of lived a long life yeah and i mean if you think about all that she did so she married twice like without being murdered i mean right the amount of shit disturbing she did Mm mm-hmm for her not to be murdered in her bed. Yeah. Oh, my God. But then again, when, like, your big castle is right beside the sea and you can escape through your ships or you can escape through land, like, no wonder she wanted that spot. Right. Very yeah, strategic. She, yeah. Yeah, but, like, her life is extraordinary. From going to, like, chopping all of her hair off because her dad was like, you can't come with us. She was like, bet. Sure. Look at me. <laughs> Chopped her hair off. Um, She took revenge when her first husband was killed 
and then took revenge when her son was killed and divorced her second husband because she just wanted his castle. Like, the things that this woman has done and the fact that we know so little about her, it just baffles my mind. Right, same. So that is the story of Grace O'Malley. She was one of the most famous female pirates of all time. From the age of 11, she forged a career in seafaring and piracy and was considered a fierce leader at sea, a shrewd politician on land. Mm -hmm. She successfully defended the independence of her territories at a time when much of Ireland fell under the English rule and is still considered today the most famous pirate queen of Ireland. Yes. You know what? I think I'm going to write a petition for... um the movie industry to make a movie about her because I, right like why, is, why would why wouldn't they <laughs> why would they make like a fifth or sixth or however many parts of the caribbeans there are and not make a movie about her right it's just yeah we need more movies about badass women oh my god yeah of history i need a different way. <laughs> but like oh when you think about it just like Pirate of Ireland. That would be so good. And like, it's, it's her story. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's like, this is just what's been collected from the little tidbits that we have about her. Could you imagine if her actual life story was recorded? Mm-hmm. Like, this is just stuff that we have from letters. Like, we know she existed for real because of those letters that she exchanged with Queen Elizabeth. Right. But like, obviously a lot of, I mean, a lot of history is speculation, but like a lot of her life is speculation because monks wrote her story. And obviously they're going to tone it down a little because monks. And uh, the fact that she was a woman. Yeah, that, that does make sense. Oh, it's so frustrating because, like, I know I know you have, like, so many, like, badass women coming up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm really excited for it. But I'm, like, in a sense, I'm, I'm a bit frustrated, like, at mm-hmm. the fact that they don't talk more about them yeah that history is just like shut them down and i'm just like you know what women made history oh my god yes definitely and this and is it's just, just so frustrating that it's not talked more or and this is just one of them like i said at the beginning of the episode there were so many more female pirates that i could have chosen from yeah but i chose this one because she was just like her life it literally reads like a movie mm-hmm. so it's just it's fascinating but There are so many women out there whose history has been, you know, erased, rewritten, um, kind of washed out or washed down by the political correctness of the time. Right. Yeah. It's It's fascinating. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much why I decided to go with badass women from history that you might not have heard of this season because... There's a lot more, and I had to handpick a few, and it's very difficult. There's a lot of them, yeah. It's true. Yeah. But hopefully, they're all going to be super fascinating. I'm just, like, so excited for the next one, and, like, for, like, all of them in the season. I'm just, like, oh, I can't wait to hear about them. Yeah, there's going to be some, uh, I can give you a little teaser. There's going to be, um, there's going to be a dancing spy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's always interesting. There is going to be the first feminist writer Ooh. of recorded history. Obviously, there might have been more before, but we just don't remember. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about a lost duchess. Okay. And we are going to talk... Oh, this one I'm excited for. A wrestling princess. A wrestling princess. A wrestling princess. Fascinating. 
I can't wait. <laughs> we'll definitely be covering a lot of ground, a lot of geographical areas, because I wanted to make sure that we had somebody from everywhere and we didn't just cover white North American stories. Right. That sounds amazing. I'm trying to take people from different places, different continents. Obviously, the history that I know is more Eurocentric, but I will make an effort to diversify and try to find really fascinating people from elsewhere. And just because I don't have time to cover it this season doesn't mean that I won't have time to cover it in the future. So if you have any recommendations of a badass woman that you would like us to cover, just shoot us an email mm-hmm. at thebabbleroom at gmail.com or you can DM us at at um, the Babble Room on Facebook and or on Instagram. And don't be shy, guys. We would love for you to send us like suggestions and or comments on what you would like to hear on the podcast because we love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, and it's always really fun to see what you guys want to hear and yeah. what we've been working on. And if you could rate our podcast on Spotify, that would be wonderful. If you're going to rate yes. it one star, please don't. <laughs> if you if you're gonna like badly rate the podcast please don't rate it but you know if you're really kind and want to give it like five stars like please do <laughs> that would be lovely because it helps us get it out there for other people to listen to absolutely we would love it thanks so much for the support guys and the love and thanks for listening to uh, us babbling about a pirate queen. About about everything, about stuff, about women this season, about women. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for bringing us back for a second series. And we will talk to you next time. Bye! Bye.